This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. We are mounted up and riding, friends. Jeff Hunt, director of the Centennial Institute and chief wagon boss of this operation. I get asked this question a lot. In fact, a reporter just asked this to me the other day, Deseret News. Uh, who's up and coming? Who are the big conservatives or who are the young conservatives that can become big conservatives and are shaping everything? And honestly, it's my favorite job of the Centennial Institute and the Western Conservative Summit is identifying and seeing this talent. I, I, have, I still have an email 2015 young guy named Charlie Kirk going, hey, is there a chance I might be able to speak on the main stage of the Western Conservative Summit? Now I'm begging him, please come to the summit. He's doing so many great things out there. He's on the Salem Media Network, running Turning Point USA. America Fest is coming up. I may try to get out there for that. I'll ask Benny about that in a second. Benny Johnson uh, has come through and been part of the Western Conservative Summit multiple years in a row. We took him skiing one time with C.J. Pearson and Isabel Brown. That was a ton of fun. Uh, C.J. Pearson, another great conservative coming up. Isabel Brown, Matt Walsh came by uh, the Western Conservative Summit back in 2018 or 19, I believe, and just had the amazing new film out. So, friends, I got to encourage you. The movement within conservatives, especially among young people, is so exciting. They're so full of talent. They're so funny. Um, Benny, you just were on a plane with President Trump. Trump Force One. How did that happen? How did you even get invited? And what was that experience like? Well, we had an invitation based on a member of Trump's inner circle who has seen our ability to tell stories for young people. And Donald Trump just had a uh, his private jet remade for the campaign. And they decided to give us exclusive access to that private jet and we went in and told the story i guess this is uh if you go on to donald trump's plane it's very cool it's, it's luxurious and there's uh you know it's better than any first class you've ever been on it's big beautiful jet uh there all the fi fixtures and features are gold uh but the real thing that shocks once you get onto that plane is as soon as you walk on board there is this overwhelming smell of mcdonald's french fries <laughs> and you are hit with this bag after bag after bag of mcdonald's aroma that is sitting there in the galley and they have packed the plane full of mcdonald's during trump's speech it was shocking i was like no way <laughs> and that you know we you know you don't want to show people eating you know food or anything like that and so obviously we keep it tasteful in our recent documentary about flying on trump force one but we did show the bags of mcdonald's sitting there you can watch it on our youtube uh the you know the plane was packed full of mcdonald's we talked with the president for an hour and uh it's a wild ride i have uh spent just two occasions with president trump one was at the western conservative summit and that was just absolutely wild. He had just won the nomination. Uh, Colorado had gone for Cruz. There was all this stuff going on. And as a reminder, very important, Colorado Christian University is not in the business of getting anybody elected. We don't support candidates or parties. We're all about ideas. So this is not an endorsement. But then I, I met him uh, with a, a number of religious leaders as we were talking about important issues to social conservative religious leaders. Very 
very kind person, uh, listened to us, cared about the issues, and in fact, as you said, delivered the end of Roe v. Wade, and probably, at this point, the only entity that's going to protect Christians and churches from being absolutely ripped apart by Marxist leftists is is a conservative, originalist approach to the Constitution. So uh, I've always had great interactions with them, always supported our issues, but uh, what was the personal connection? I, I imagine you've talked with him personally a number of times. What has that been like? So with Donald Trump, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever claim to be any sort of, you know, de facto advisor for him or, or close to him at all. What we try and do for our audience is to continue to maintain access points. And so we just want to be able to bring uh, our audience the information about Trump, DeSantis, and create the access points to which we can tell uh, effective stories so that you can learn more about who's running your country. I grew up in Iowa, Jeff, and what started this lifelong obsession with virality and media uh, and for conservatives is that uh, in Iowa, during the Iowa caucuses, as you well know, uh, working with Rick Santorum, you kind of like go coffee shop to truck stop to filling station (laughs) and talk with like five people at a time. Mm -hmm. And so I got to see the leaders of the party, you know, five people at a time, you know, inside my parents' living room, really like coming to our home hmm. uh, to talk with us because uh, my parents uh, were, you know, were, were politically active. And so it was it was very neat to see who these people were behind the scenes. And then they got up on stage and they just you just fell asleep. You, they just bored the heck out of you because they gave <laughs> these these, te- you know, these tedious speeches It was very, very boring. So anyway, uh, I always wanted to bring more of the lively element uh, to life. And with Donald Trump, of course, that singularity happened where Donald Trump is absolutely the same person on stage as he's off stage. Um, and you can see that anyone who's been backstage with Donald Trump knows he's a, just a character. He's just the exact same person uh, on stage and off stage. And so that's what I sort of want for a politician in a representative democracy, right? In a republic, you should know who your leaders are. They shouldn't be able to lie to you. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be able to deceive you. And they should behave the same way on stage as they do off stage. And that's how you judge a person in your friend group. And that's how you should judge your leaders. And as you point out, there's an entertainment element to being a good politician, right? Reagan understood that. Uh, even I think even Obama, I mean, you, we remember 2008, right? It was like the Messiah arrived. And, uh, you know, people weeping in the streets about the direction of this country. They're so excited that Barack Obama is here. And I think the great ones have understood that the entertainment component to it. And so if it just becomes policy conversations, like you just mentioned, they bore you to death on the stage. There's an entertainment value. People want to see what he's going to say, how he's going to react. How do you think his launch went the other day? I think that with his with his launch the other day, Donald Trump, a lot of people are calling it low energy. Okay, Megyn Kelly said this week that she fell asleep during his launch. <laughs> so what is what does that mean? Well, it could mean one of two things, and uh, uh, I personally believe that what is happening is that the that Team Trump thought that they would be doing this launch on the heels of massive victories in Nevada and Arizona and in Pennsylvania and in Michigan. And in Georgia. And instead, a lot of those races were either in limbo or were unfortunately decided by a razor thin margin of votes that just kept being counted after Election Day until the Democrat won. And so unfortunately, uh, they looked at the landscape and said, what we may need here is a little bit of a readjustment in tone. 
hmm. and a, a serious tone and a more somber tone and a more sober tone. Donald Trump, of course, a um, lots of antics uh, <laughs> and lots of um, entertainment value, as you said, Jeff. But maybe people maybe it's not 2016 anymore. And that's what I've been messaging on my show day and day and day. Day after day, it's it's not 2016 anymore. 2016 was an identity crisis in America, based on like, are we a beta or an alpha mm-hmm. uh, country? Now we're in a survival crisis in 2024. Mm-hmm. Survival is on people's minds. Surviving uh, the, their financial struggles, surviving grocery bills, surviving uh, energy depletion, and surviving maybe nuclear war that Joe Biden may bungle us into. Who knows? So people have a very they want serious and sober leadership, I think, right now. And I personally believe that this was a tact for Donald Trump um, uh, uh, to go the more sober and serious route Hmm. in his speech. And he certainly delivered that. Um, The other way to think about this is that Donald Trump may, you know, Donald Trump maybe was tired and and maybe just wanted to deliver a, a low energy speech. So that's the, you know the you know the the you know he's human. So I think regardless of how you feel for Trump, uh, you might support him. You might support Ron DeSantis um, if DeSantis decides to run. Uh, all those questions going to be there. We're going to go through a primary. We lived through this in 2016. Cruz Trump. That that's all going to come again. But I think the reaction of the left, particularly those that are destroying this country, was so over the top. It just has to, I mean, NPR, for instance, we saw the tweet from NPR. I mean, this is like a statist uh, response to a a threat to the state institutions out there. Uh, You just have to appreciate the guy when you see these people that are destroying our country react so over the top i appreciated that about the um about the reaction to at least his announcement uh benny we've got up we're up against a commercial break here i'm going to ask you questions uh when we come back about the next generation of young conservatives you worked with lauren bobert yeah i believe did you you probably worked with carrie lake a little bit um the kind of next generation of conservatives and then let's talk america fast what's going to happen there and optimism and hope with the future, especially among young conservatives. Friends, you are listening to the Centennial Institute's Frontier Freedom Hour. We're not about campaigns. We're not about candidates, but we're about ideas. And I want to encourage you, join us in the work that we're doing. We have a business council. This is a core group of donors and supporters. We meet monthly. We have private uh, public policy lectures that take place we get to meet and hang out with wonderful people we had justin folk just last month uh meeting he's the director of what is a woman and no safe spaces with adam carolla and dennis prager he came by had breakfast with us that was amazing we also have the centennial review have you heard of Imprimus before well we've got something similar and it has color as opposed to Imprimus, which has no color. We have uh, Color Pictures' latest episode on that. Features Betsy DeVos and Don Sweetie in their conversation at the Western Conservative Summit and what's happening there in education. And previous month was Matt Walsh and his lecture at the Western Conservative Summit. So if you want a speech digest similar to Imprimus, but coming from Colorado Christian University, go to centennial.ccu.edu. That's centennial.ccu.edu. We have research papers there. We have speeches. We have a place where you can donate and support the work that we're doing all of that right there in our website friends 
We need you to mount up. We need you to saddle up your horses and join us over at the Centennial Institute. So go to centennial.ccu.edu. My name is Jeff Hunt. This is the Frontier Freedom Hour. We're going to be right back with Benny Johnson just after these messages.